The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome back to On The Rag. We are back together after what feels like forever. It feels like such a long time. I've missed you. We've we've missed you. Uh, where have we all been? Well, I know where I've been. We've been, been here. In you've been in Italy. Buongiorno. <laughs> Prosecco. While you've been just eating up the summertime. Exactly. Um, but we are back and we have a lot to say because a lot has happened this month. So mm-hmm. if this is your first time... Tuning into this podcast, this is On The Rag. We are a monthly podcast dedicated to talking about all things women in New Zealand and the media and beyond and ourselves and <laughs> everyone else. Um, as always, I'm joined by Leonie Hayden. Kia And Michelle A. Hello. And this is a beautiful reunion. Why do we do that? Hello. Hello. <laughs> we That's should have a sting of Michelle and just going, hello. Hello. Did anything dorky happen? Hello, New Zealand. <laughs> Um, so we're back together, but before we go any further, I have an important question to ask you two. Mm. Do either of you feel like you've had to make a decision between coming on this podcast and having babies? It's a, oh, I, I thought I would be able to squeeze this in before I flopped a baby out, so I thought I would commit to the drive. Right. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. you have to be an open book. So yeah, just... look, I wasn't going to mention anything, but I have... Four babies, oh. and I've got another one inside me, oh. and I was about to leave halfway through the podcast to have it. Yeah. I wasn't going to tell you about it, oh, okay. and I feel terrible about that now. Well, that makes me feel better because I am actually in labour right now. Hey, yeah. Well, just yeah. I thought wait there was a done. look. I thought, I was, yeah, I was, I was just, trying to keep it quiet. But yeah. Wait till we're done. You just don't go putting us out just because you need to flop out a baby. So selfish. <laughs> So there's a lot to talk about, yeah. obviously, this month. Yeah. Um, but before we get into it, we've got some admin. Oh, my God. We've got a sh- sh- shitload of admin, <laughs> exciting admin to plough through. The first is incredibly exciting after being at sea for however many months it was. <laughs> sponsorless. One, maybe. All of those one months. <laughs> <laughs> we were on that round. Seen like forever. <laughs> uh, we have a new sponsor, and it is 27 Names. Wow. Which is huge. It's amazing. I know. We're all shocked. Um, so 27 names, if you don't know who they are, they're a beautiful 100% New Zealand made, 100% woman owned and operated clothing label. 
Their spring collection is called Legacy. It has just dropped in store and online at 27names.co.nz. Wow. It's good as well. It's real good. They're so wearable. Do you think they fancied us because they saw our promo shots of us in our onesies and thought, oh my God, these women really are so. models. Oh, clothes is what they I thought. I think it was like the pyjama. Like, yeah, need- it's the pyjama. They don't have a pyjama line. Maybe they should look into that and we can design it. Um so check out their 27names.co.nz and they have real life stores in Newmarket and Ponsonby at the moment if you're mm. in Auckland. We're very excited so do check them out and support them because they support us and Cheers. that's very exciting. Cheers. Clinkety Cheers clank. to everybody. Clink. Oh no, I don't have anything to clink against. Uh, that's first, first order of business. Second order of business, next week, no less, Tuesday the 15th of August at 5.30pm, we are going to be in Hamilton at the Spark 17 Festival, doing a live podcast. The city of the future. The city of the future. The Tron. <laughs> the city of a thousand malls, the apparently. Si- the city of too many roundabouts. I, <laughs> I find it so hard to get there because you just you go through roundabouts all the way to, and, and you, you go round and round, but the, there are no, like the little <laughs> side no roads exits. don't go anywhere. They just, they're just li- like little dead end <laughs> tributary things. I don't, well, if we can get there. Um, so if we yeah. can. Michelle's not driving us. But, that is, um, that's going to help. Otherwise, we can just do like an on the road, on the rack, you know, just speakerphone. Now, tell me, is that open to just anyone? It is. It so I think be. it's free. Yeah. So it's and part I think of Wintech's uh, annual media and design uh, week long program, program that they put on. Spark. Yep. I went down last year. It was a really oh, cool. cool um, it's well, really well run, and the people that run it are really lovely and they're really interested. And. Uh, their students are really engaged in it as well, which is really cool because I've done a couple of talks at universities in Auckland and the students all look at you with their dead, dead eyes and they don't engage with you and they take in nothing and then you get paid with a $12 bottle of wine. Uh, But I don't know, I just, I found the whole spark thing like really um, fun to be a part of. Just a better quality of student. The the students were just really like... Tell me more about what you do, which I am not used to. <laughs> I like it. We're going to have fun. Yeah. yeah. So that's, we've got that on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash on the rag pod. If you haven't already liked it, please do. So is it going out live with Pakshas? So what we're doing, yeah, is the talkies, Michelle. Oh. The talkies are coming. Oh. <laughs> so oh. we'll be there in Hamilton. <laughs> City of the Future, mm. Future by Name, Future by Nature. We will be live streaming <gasps> out of there on our Facebook page. That's like me, Chuck. It's exactly... Oh. Hello. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hello, technology. Um, yeah, and so we're kind of in the middle of the month, so I'm not. We're still trying to figure out what we're going to talk about. So if you are coming, especially, or you're going to be watching, and you want us to solve some of your problems, yeah. send us your questions and topics on our Facebook page. We can yeah. talk about what we wish we'd known when we were at university. Oh, that's Ooh. a great one. So maybe some of us can just say we wish we went to university. Yeah. True. Job done. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> uh, Actually, so I don't because then I, I absolutely would have done like a pointless BA and would have had like a massive student loan. What do you mean own. pointless BA? Michelle Acourt BA. <laughs> Alex Casey BA. I just don't think it would have got me much further. No, I, I would have just dropped out. I would have been like solid C's. You probably did interesting <laughs> things without going to university. But you see, for me, it was... I'm not in Levin anymore, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> Bonus. And there's one more piece of admin, guys, before we before we get into Jacinda Mania. Go on. We have a survey out. We have a survey out. 
I know how much people love filling in surveys. It's a survey monkey survey. <laughs> it is. That is pinned to the top of our Facebook page. So if you're there checking out those Spark Festival deets, just jump on, fill it out. It's only 15 questions. It's just been incredibly useful to us trying to get a gauge on what you mm. enjoy about mm. the podcast, what you don't, what you'd like more of, less of, especially what you do when you listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, Some of the answers have been Amazing. So can I far. can I say that somebody who's obviously anonymous said that they listen to us while they're gardening and smoking weed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they mean that they're gardening the weeds and then they they yeah. they burn them. They incinerate the weeds out yeah. of the garden. I'm yeah, pretty sure that's, that's what's going on. I love the person sure. who said they listen to us when they are um, pulling dead hedgehogs out of traps. <laughs> she works for Doc. That's a great job. <laughs> So it's just great to get some feedback and uh, we are going to be folding, you know, folding some of your answers into what we do in future. Mm. We're trying to be more professional. We're trying not to eat loudly. We're still going to eat. I'm sorry to all those people. Whoever asked for more facts, though, can get in the bin because we don't care. That's absolutely impossible. We don't care about your facts. Jump in the fuck you with your facts, I think. Oh, we might have a couple. We might do it like an. Uh, we should do one fact. Per, per oh podcast. yeah, cool yeah. fact. Oh my god, cool fact. Cool fact. Add that that's to the it. segments. That's a great yes, idea. Yes, that is a great idea. That's good. Cool like fact, it. bro. Okay, so yeah, see, that's just from someone saying they want more facts, and yeah. we've instigated it immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While saying you can get out of here, While we saying decided go away. that we would actually <laughs> indeed deliver more facts. Fine. <laughs> Fine, you can have that one. <laughs> you win, listeners. You can also win a mug, actually, if you do it. So not all bad news. <laughs> and let's get into it. So I've been away for a big chunk of this month. I got on the plane in Pisa. And when I got off the plane in Auckland, the Labour Party had a new leader. And That's it was Jacinda Ardern. And everything kind of has exploded from there. Jacinta Ardern. Oh, that's right. Sorry, yeah, Jacinta. That's it. Adern. As she's known. Uh, womb, womb status. <laughs> unsure, but yeah. very pending knowledge of. <laughs> Before this stuff even blew up, I was told by someone who was absolutely sure that she, of course, was uh, already pregnant because she had been uh, refusing to take off her coat. It's, She'd it's, been steadfastly refusing to take off her coat it's in cold. the middle of winter. And so, therefore, How was hiding a baby bump. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. I was like, well, that's just, that's just a level punditry right there. Yep. That's pretty clever. That mm. level of obsession is, I know. well, seemingly actually quite normal yeah. <laughs> in the scheme <laughs> of where we are. though, at the time by uh, another woman who was there who said, you know what, even if she's pregnant, she's not pregnant until she tells people she's pregnant. Yeah, damn straight. Mm. A woman will only tell you if she's pregnant if it's your damn business. And I was like, yes. Yes, Queen. Yes. I desperately want her to be pregnant now. Mm-hmm. I want oh. I want a pregnant prime minister or leader of a party. Yeah. I want to see what what happens. I want I want to see like I I I'm jumping ahead, really. <laughs> but the question that would be great to ask any woman in a leadership position who might have the ability to change laws and stuff is um, you said that maybe you would like to have a family sometime. What would you perhaps like to change about your work environment to make that possible and comfortable? Yes. That's quite a nice question, eh? Yeah. Mark Richardson? Of a politician, then then your next question would be, so if that's what you would like for yourself, why don't you provide that to all women? So it's a useful question. It is a useful question. Framed right. Mm. Yeah. We should get Jacinda on the pod. Yeah, that would be great. People have been asking. 
Yeah. Seems easy. What's she up to? She's probably got much on. (laughs) She wouldn't even have to take a coat off. Exactly. (laughs) She could just swing by. Turn the aircon right down. There was a whole, don't you reckon, in the Mark Richardson, what's his name, Mike Hosking, all of that, there's this kind of sense of um, women are lazy and so what they do is they they go for jobs and then they just get pregnant so they don't have to work so they can stay at home and read magazines and watch daytime TV. Yeah. And then when it's men that are doing the stay-at-home parenting, their male friends seem to think that they've basically, they're on holiday because all they're doing is staying home and looking after yep. the kids. Yeah, because it heroes. is relaxing. Because it's so heroes. relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah. Oh, no, it is. <laughs> so where do we start with this? Like, it all began, well, it began with the project, right? In the public sphere, post-announcement. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Mulligan was the first to ask the question. And Kanoa was next to him, kind of doing some kind of um, flappy head shaking. Yeah, it's subtle, but it was definitely there, which did soften the blow. And Jacinda herself, he he asked, um, "We actually need to see. This is the first failure of facts. I don't want to misquote him. (laughs) I don't want to misquote him. But I can't also imagine that this is the leading story on the project website right now. So (laughs) just give me a minute." He he posed a question. She's had to make a. Decision? Does she feel like she had to make a decision between stepping into this role? And I, from and memory, children. he couched it in terms of that next magazine interview that she'd done a month yeah. or two before, where she said she maybe didn't want to dedicate all of her life to politics. She might like to have a family at some point. Mm. Which is also, can I just say that if you, if a women's magazine asks a woman of I want to say fertile years, but it just makes me, <laughs> makes me think of a farm. <laughs> if you asked a woman in the public eye if she maybe wanted to have a family one day and she said no, that's points off too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no right answer. No. Yeah, absolutely. It's so Helen Clark. Yeah. Problem, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. She yeah. doesn't know anything. Women who don't want to have children, children are cold and emotionless. That's right. And, and yeah, possibly of a sexual orientation that some people find um, difficult. Yeah, true, true. Mm. So if uh, Jesse Mulligan kind of lit the flame, then Mark Richardson picked it up <laughs> and set the world <laughs> on fire. All over it. Exactly. <laughs> it was open season. Because he went. He, I've been watching the AM show now with a little bit of interest just to see what the hell is going on on that show every morning. And it is bonkers. I'd highly recommend if you can be bothered getting up a little bit early. Because Mark Richardson is just... I, he's the sports guy, right? He's the sports so guy. So why is he being like politics reckons? I don't know. They I just d- keep them all in the room at the same time. And I think he's been given or has taken a character role almost. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Buffhead, he's he's and he's saying out loud the things that oh. other people <laughs> are too polite no. and brain no. to say out loud. But it's kind of his role. That's why they bring him in on the project yeah. as a guest as mm, well. But mm. that was too far, and I it, it yeah. I, I don't mean like and that was too far. <laughs> it was just not helpful. It's and great voice irrational. work. Irrational. <laughs> it just also seemed very naive on his part because it's not the first time it's been discussed in the media no. that demanding a woman tell you her like pr- family plans like it's it's in the human rights commission for a reason yeah. i mean it's a human right for a reason that an employer can't ask you that this is not like a new thing but he <laughs> seemed to think yeah. that like yeah. he was 
doing everyone a favor. Yeah. And like it had never occurred to him that it was actually, I mean, I guess in the same way that I get asked by men of a certain age all the time, have you ever thought about having kids? <laughs> what? <laughs> God, you can oh do that. Yes, never <laughs> completely <laughs> forgot to think about it. Oh, <laughs> might be too late. And you could, uh, you could envision, you could just see as he ask, he's asking that question. He's asking on behalf of every mm. male employer or uh, someone who imagines that they might one day be a male employer, constantly being tricked and betrayed yeah. by women who turn up and get a job and then suddenly you're the and you've yeah. got to do the maternity leave or the parental leave or yeah. whatever it is. Never mind that they're creating new life yeah. and new workers. Popping out new workers <laughs> on a regular basis. It's a burden. It's a burden. But he – so and he didn't, he didn't drop it. So his – Mark Richardson's hard line was that he thinks all women and all employers, you know, should be, employers should be able to ask this question, women should have to answer it. He said, I want the law changed the next day oh after everything about it. Did he? Yeah. Oh my like, God. Because like, I tuned in, I tuned in the next day after it all came out and they addressed it first thing. Um, and he, the only thing he had any remorse over, he said, my only problem is with News Hub. He said, because in their story, they said that he was put in his place by Jacinda pointing her finger. And he said, I thought I had actually won that discussion. (laughs) I won. I won. The mad lady pointed her finger at me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe he said he wanted the law changed. Yeah. 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 See, I don't have any problem with like the doofus character for comedic effect. But it works when the person playing the doofus is actually secretly a really smart person. That's true. Yeah. The doofus character is just a doofus dressed as a freaking doofus if the guy is not that smart, <laughs> which he clearly isn't. So they've just employed, like, a clown. Here's another thing that whenever people talk about women who must have children or women must not have children or poor people shouldn't have babies or you should have... If you ask... People who have children, if there was an element of surprise in the pregnancy, almost everybody says, yeah. yeah. I mean, some people, um, it's a bit, you know, really big surprise. And some people, there's just a, oh, we thought we might start trying and hopefully get pregnant in two years. And mm. four weeks later, they're pregnant. Yeah. So it's not an exact science, the whole family planning thing. Yeah. yeah. And, you and could, the people that think it is and want it to be are getting close Dangerously close to like eugenics. Yeah. 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 They're either fantasists or eugenicists. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> There's also the thing of like, you have no idea what that woman's life is like and what the state of her body is like and if she maybe has been trying for children yeah. for yeah. however yeah. many years, yeah. which is something a lot of people pointed out on Twitter that Mark Richardson would never even have thought of. No, <laughs> no, no. My mother uh, got married at twenty and didn't have my brother until she was twenty-five, and she said those five years were really hard because mm. she was desperately trying to get pregnant, and people were saying, "Many and it's out of family," and she was trying really hard and couldn't have that conversation in the fifties with people about actually we're screwing all the time, but we don't seem to be making <laughs> yeah. anything happen. Mm. But you know, you could also go into an employer and say, "I." want uh i'm going to start a family just thought i'd give you a heads up i'm going yeah. to start a family and never be able to conceive i mean it's just ridiculous yeah. that you're telling people about babies that don't exist yeah yeah but 
So luckily, Mark Richardson is not making the laws, but he is going to talk yeah, about them for a while. I just noticed a bunch of other stuff. Even we're talking about outside and, and Toby Manhire, who hosts Gone by Lunchtime, the spin-off political podcast, if you're interested in more great oh, pod I, content. I thought this was... Uh, well, this, this is we're coming for them. We are coming for them. We're talking about the lady politicians. <laughs> Rag by lunchtime. <laughs> um, he said the big tell with Mark Richardson is that when he was like talking about the situation, he was talking. He said uh, it's his right to know about the employer, like just instantly assuming that the employer is a it's man a as well. So it's just like you kind of have to when you walk when you see that, and also that next day I listened to they had a segment that was about it was something like. Looking at a stupid, some of the, one of those stupid studies that's like the words that men find funny and the words that women find funny. Right. And then Mark Richardson, I know, was like, Amanda, isn't it funny that I'm wearing a blue shirt and you're wearing a pink shirt because we're boy and girl? And I was just like, okay, so that's the level we're working at. Like, <laughs> just the most baseline, like, <laughs> greeting card understanding of... <laughs> What men or women it's not are. even a greeting card. That's a, <laughs> that's a sandpit at a play centre. <laughs> oh, boy, I want the blue one. Yeah. The blue shovel. She didn't win. I won. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still going to keep trying to win. Whatever his idea of winning is. Did he want her to, like... What did he cry? want? I yeah, cry? Maybe, maybe Do you want medical records or I think yeah. ultrasound? Really just or stick wanted... your feet up and right there on the desk and let him... <laughs> I think he wanted her to say, you're right, God, God, you're right, I hadn't thought of it before, (laughs) women shouldn't do things because they might get pregnant one day, Yeah, we should all just stop trying to do anything. It's like that that great article that was, if women want to stop getting abused online, why don't they just go and live in a hollowed out tree? (laughs) Yeah. It's just that, but everything. Women. Let's all just go (laughs) into our nests. Uh, Before we talk about anything else, let's crank it, let's crank out a little, one of our beloved segments, shall we? Cool tips. Love cool it. tips of the month. I want to know a travel tip from you. Oh You've my been gosh. traveling. They're oh, the best no. tips. Okay, I have tips. some, but they're all just like real admin, like not that interesting. That's right. I traveled with uh, Philippine Airlines, oh. and they did not have any screens, and I was doing the Auckland to Heathrow. <laughs> oh. Ooh. It was a surprise. So it was a surprise you, to us all. Do they have an in, in, <laughs> in-flight system that you can get on your iPad? Through an so they for the second half of the flight they gave out iPads, but luckily I'd had the foresight. And if you don't know about this, it's huge news. And I apologize if you do know about it because you're probably already using it. But Netflix, download everything yeah. onto your phone, and then you can just get through the longest flight of your life without even realizing. That got me through my trip on uh, AirAsia. Yeah. It's a beautiful tip. I was told by the 16-year-old just before we left that we could do it, so I was desperately trying oh, that's to right. download things in the airport using the airport <laughs> Wi-Fi. Didn't get that far, but I got a couple of hours worth yeah. of content. It's that's probably where I heard it, so I apologise. Someone's right. going to say that in the survey now. Ellen says everything twice. <laughs> no, helpfully reminded us of something that we've forgotten. Um, my other tip is just baby wipes. Just baby wipes everywhere, all the time, yeah. for baby everything. Baby wipes and tissues. Baby wipes, and I think I I took your cool tip that you said after your your big trip to bring us like a light scarf with you because yes. it's the most useful thing you'll ever have. I slept under it. I used it as a pillow. I used it to cover up my horrible, shameful body when I was in you know <laughs> going to all the churches and Quite stuff. Right. Um, can't have yeah, not even any worse light. than child abuse to the Catholic Church. <laughs> Dreadful. Uh, so that was very useful. My other tips I have are not travel related. I have like a, a shallowy kind of. Shallow one and a deep one. I think the deep one will go into a bit more. So I'll say my shallow tip first. 
This was actually an idea that I thought I'd come up with, <laughs> much like this downloading Netflix yeah. thing. Um, I thought I had the multi-million dollar app idea in the shower one day, and I, I took it to Brody, who shares our office, who, who makes apps, he makes Parkable, and I was like, Brody, this is what we need. Women buy makeup online, they buy foundation online, but they don't really know what they're getting color-wise. What if there was some kind of like database where you could put in your shade in another brand and it would tell you exactly what you are and everything else yes. and I was like ding ding I'm gonna be a billionaire whatever and then he said no that sounds hard and then I googled it and it already exists <laughs> as an app or just like as a website as a website as a website so I there's looked at that before because if basically if you know what your mac shade is then it, usually you can use that it makes life other easier. people will tell you what other brands nw35 yeah so there are you yeah I mean w20 I'm not wearing that at the moment. N- no, I'm at NC35, sorry. So, different. Cool. Different. I don't know what the WCC stand for. <laughs> uh, they're basically, uh, this isn't what they actually stand for, but you can be like, the C stands for cool and the W stands for warm. Ah, gotcha. That isn't what they actually stand for. Okay. Tell you like what, though. Yellow <laughs> undertones versus pink undertones. Yeah. But similar shade. There was someone who said in the survey they really didn't like it when we talked about makeup. Yeah, but only one person. <laughs> uh, lots, lots of other people. Just and so I just want to like kind of do a little <laughs> bit more. So this uh, the website, and I'll put it on the Facebook page. It's called temptalia.com mm. forward slash foundation hyphen matrix. And you can literally just do that. You can put in what your shade is in in a whole bunch of different brands, like a billion, and it tells you a billion options. And some of it, and it will give you like wiggle room. Like it might be like, you're this and maybe this or either side of this. But it just makes it so much easier. Your flesh is actually blue. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) When you go into a shop and you're just like, no, there's too many to kind of narrow it down. So that was really useful. You hold them up next to your face and then you buy it and open it. Yeah. And it's like, you're all of a sudden like this orange person. Yeah. You're supposed to test it on the back of your hand. You're supposed to do your jawline. I bought bought one at the supermarket. They didn't have testers. The supermarket. Fair enough. That is the best thing I've heard. I put it on my face and had like an oompa loompa thing going on. (laughs) It's the worst $18 I ever spent. (laughs) I'm never buying makeup from the supermarket again. (laughs) So that was my cool kind of makeup-y tip. Does anyone else have any other tips? For the month? I've talked about this before, haven't I? Have I talked about filing my underwear? I just opened my, my underwear drawer this morning and went, oh my God, Wait, this, I just love myself for this. No, no, just in categories. So in my drawer, oh. I might have talked about it before. But I don't think so. I probably now, wasn't listening mm. while, I wouldn't, wouldn't have been listening while I was talking. So. But so, so what I have is in the big drawer, in the chest of drawers, is I've got four file boxes about the size of shoe boxes so they it fits the drawer perfectly fits four boxes and in mm. one box I've got all my brows stacked and they don't fall over they sit up because you and oh so you can God. see what color and then the next box I've got all the knickers that aren't I said knickers that's all right hey eh? that's fine yeah that aren't black and then I've got in the next file box all the black ones and in the next file box I've got tight did you know that that drawer fit those Boxes perfectly, no. or was it just a oh, delightful? This is the Marie Kondo thing. I'm going to talk about Marie Kondo later because I read a book when I was away. Is, but Marie Kondo Alex has been a, condoed. Oh, oh, it's going to be a separate podcast when I start talking <laughs> about it. She has this like super almost spiritual connection, like about space and storage and things that fit in oh. your house. And she's like, everything you have, everything you need, you have already, and you have things that perfectly fit within everything in your house. You just need to find them. 
And that's what the shoebox wow. thing is. It's crazy. Anyway, yeah. but I'll talk about you that. You've already unlocked your inner con- Wow. Oh, I feel really good about Michelle that. Michelle yeah. Condo. I've been doing that for years. I found it really easy because I quite often get dressed when, before I'm awake. Yeah. And so I know which <laughs> just which box to reach into to find yeah, stuff. I like that idea. Yeah. What about you, Leonie? Um, my tip for this month is actually a cooking tip. Yes. Because mm. it's something I quite like doing. And according to you, our listeners, you like listening to us while you're cooking, some of you. Um, and it is how to get very crunchy skin on roast chicken. <laughs> I'm glad you added the on roast yeah. chicken. It's how to get very crunchy skin <laughs> on your body in the summer. No, um, <laughs> it is basically a combination of salt and baking soda. And you rub it into the skin of the thing that you're roasting and then you put it in the fridge oh overnight. And then the next day you wipe it all off. You can even like rinse it off and then pat it dry. And then when you bake it, you end up with the crispiest, most delicious roast chicken Ever. Scientifically, how does it work? I, I don't know. I think Doesn't it like, dehydrates the skin a little bit, so it's just Must more fat, less moisture. Yeah. That sounds like facts yes. to me. Yeah. Cold yes. Yes. So they both soak up the yeah. moisture. So you, it, it is. Yeah. You definitely have to give it a little bit of a rinse because it's quite a lot of salt. <laughs> and so if you leave it on, it's it's a salty time. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was my, my that's great. a great tip. tip. Also, can I chuck in egg timers? Egg timers have changed my life. <laughs> really? Because I, I get really confused when I'm cooking because I go off and do something <laughs> yeah. else. Well, that's what they do on like MasterChef and stuff. Egg they have, like, timers. A, a separate yeah. little timer that they stick to each oven. Oh, really? Yeah, and so that way, like, you don't have to think about how long anything's exactly. been in. Because I, I just I'm I'll, so jealous of those little. Timers. I'll put something in the oven and then <laughs> go and do something else somewhere Sweet, yeah. and, and get engrossed in something and yeah. come back and it's all disaster. <laughs> oh. So I've got a timer that goes wow. off and goes, come on now, back to the kitchen, love. There it's you just go. been organised. I'm into it's, it. This is really great. Well, there was another thing that I saw on Twitter only yesterday, I think, that I thought was probably worth mentioning here. I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, Jess Berenson Shaw, Dr. Jess, uh, no spin-off contributor, who is amazing. Very worth a follow, Dr. Jess Berenson on Twitter. She said, okay, woman of Twitter, I want your top tips for how to feel confident when you're going through a phase of professional self-doubt. And it bloody threaded. Ah. It threaded out of control. And there were so many people giving, like, amazing tips. So I can pull out a few, but I think we'll probably just post the whole thing on our Facebook page as well because it's just, like, such a nice thing to read. Yeah, that's great. A lot of people, people just, it's a lot of kind of just uh, looking back at your previous achievements and kind of keeping a kind of a journal thing. Some Gemma Gracewood says, wrangle a best girlfriend and a bottle of wine. Listen as she tells you how amazing you are. Ah, always great <laughs> advice. Um, there's just so much. I, I won't read it all out because there's just, people have really come through with a lot of different things. Uh, there's a great quote someone said, said, I got a great tip once from at Dr. Michaela. She said, I officially fire you from the job of being your harshest critic. Ooh, harshest, harshest it's quite hard to say. Quite freeing, TBH. And that's really good advice. There was something actually I read that was like that in Clementine Ford's book, which we should actually talk about as well, mm. Clementine Ford. Mm. Uh, that was something like, it was like, if you talked about yourself in your head the way you talked about another person, you would be being mean. Yeah. So why are you being yeah, mean? Totally. It's something like really simple like that. And you're like, oh my God, that's actually Those true. Those things are so hard to reconcile the yeah. way that you see your friends and talk about your friends and the way that you talk about yourself. I read a, a piece of pop psychology on, you know, Huffington Post or somewhere <laughs> um, that said it's a really helpful thing to de-stress to in your inner monologue think of yourself talk to yourself in the third person so Mm. not don't do the full donald trump 
Donald J. Trump is the best president ever in the history of the world, sad. But if you are having a, um, an anxious time or a sad time or a melancholic time or a depressed time or a whatever time with something in your life, talk to yourself about it as though you are talking to somebody in the talking about somebody and yourself in the third person. Mm. And it takes the emotional sting out of it so that you can calm down. Apparently they've done tests on people's blood pressure and heart rate and it just calms everything down. So do you mean like, so if I I was not having a great time, Mm. I just sort of put myself in a calm place and be like, Leone's not having a very good time right now and these are the reasons why. Yep, exactly. yeah. Oh, what a weird way of like yeah. thinking about yourself. Odd. I'm into it. But apparently it doesn't take a huge amount of energy to be able to do it, if you can remember to do it. Yeah. But it's not a big leap mentally yeah. to picture yourself as a third, in the third person. Yeah. And it's le- it's more calming than talking about yourself in the second person when you, when you would say, now, Leonie, what are you doing with yourself? <laughs> it's much, cal- much more calming to say, Leonie, Hayden is having a tough time right now and I wonder what Leonie would quite like to Oh my have. god, I would be so in danger of staying in the third person mode. Forever. <laughs> Forever. What is Leonie doing today? <laughs> Leonie would like a Big Mac, please. <laughs> Leonie likes that. <laughs> That's so crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> There's another sting if we could get that uh, get that looped please. <laughs> uh, I do I do absolutely believe in um believing your friends and your loved ones and what they say about you. I absolutely yeah. believe in that. Um I guess it's like a similar thing and I if I if I had seen that through I probably would have joined in with that and that the last sort of a handful of years jobs that have come up that I've been very excited by but convinced I couldn't do I just ended up trusting someone else yeah. telling me I could do it. Yeah. Mm. And like the first time I did that and it worked, like now that's just all I do. Like I just, yeah. because I can't be bothered listening to that doubting voice Is anymore that- because I know that all women, that we doubt ourselves too much. And because I know that it makes it easier now for me to just go, hey, do you think I should apply for this? Or do you think I should take this job? And if someone else says, oh, absolutely, you're perfect, then I just trust that. If someone mm. I know who knows me well says I'm perfect at for something, then I must be, right? Well, do you, but do you still take advice. jobs even though there's a possibility you could get pregnant? Uh, no, of course not. Okay. That's, that's lying. Okay, that's that's dishonest. Because <laughs> <laughs> your friends don't know. No, that's right. <laughs> so that's why. You they have, have, you have been wearing a coat for a long time. I don't want to say anything, but it is sweltering hey, in here. the benefits of being chubby. No one ever knows. <laughs> no one knows for sure. So that was cool tips. If you have cool tips as well, please get in touch with us because we always like to know what you guys do. Little life hacks can be anything. Yeah, can be, especially if it's hacks. about chicken. We really like ones crispy about chicken. chicken. Crispy chicken. chicken. Sorry to the vegetarians. It would have been really gross hearing me talk about that. I, just, <laughs> I wonder if I that would work on tofu. As we've talked about on the pod before. Do you think yeah. you could crispy up some tofu the same way? <laughs> I thought the same way. Oh, I love crispy tofu as mm. well. I just like this crispy is things. Crisp it up. Uh, I would like to put forward a mansplain moment. Oh, please. To, as a kind of a segue to the tail end of this Jacinda chat, which was Mike Hosking um, talking no. over Tony Street for a long time to the point where he was like, 
I'm doing a hand gesture here, but he was like batting his hand in front of it and like shush, shush, shush. Uh. He did the Jacinda point. He appropriated the Jacinda point so quickly. <laughs> it's a point like, now. Well, it had you. been like 12 hours since she did the AM show and he was like, no, <laughs> right to Tony Street because they were having the same conversation. And Mike was saying, you have to be an open book was basically his hard line, which is, is crazy. The, is this the guy that wants us all to know how... What his salary well, exactly, is? Well, exactly. Yeah. That, that, is it the same open book? It's it's that same <laughs> book. There's salary and then there's the womb status. Yeah. And we should just yeah. Um, money's much more important than babies, <laughs> so must be protected at all costs. <laughs> but it was a really instructive kind of. It was just a tiny little interaction. And what I really liked about it is Ali Moore went on a Twitter thread about it, and she was talking about not only was it just Mike Hosking being Mike Hosking and being just kind of horrible and terrible, but it was just really bad broadcasting. Like he was talking over her. She said, when you're in a duo like that, you're supposed to be yeah. boosting up your co-presenter and that he's just absolutely tagging his hand in her face. That's horrible. And does all these hands and she keeps going, yeah, but, and he's like, <laughs> a man is talking <laughs> every time. And so, really, when it comes to understanding what it's like to be a working mother, Tony might have something to contribute to that conversation. I don't know. I don't know. She didn't Just get out easy. more than a couple of words, which was kind of the same across the board. You know, you watch the AM show and Amanda Gillies is great, but she, on, on that following day, when all the things had spilled out and Mark Richardson was spilling his guts about, you know, not winning and all that, she doesn't, no one gets a chance to speak, you know, and it's just yeah. like... Why are, why are they even there? It, <laughs> interesting on the project that that is never a problem. Yeah, that's true. That ha- I haven't ever seen it happen. That they've, yeah, I, I don't know. That, that yeah, nobody's good, ever. Just good chemistry. Yeah. Mm. And or just like being and, a nice human, yeah. you know, yeah. is maybe another option. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. What are you talking about? That's <laughs> loose talk. It just makes me sad. We do have a super cut. Of uh, all the times Mike Hosking has interrupted Tony Street, which I will actually pull out of the archives and post nice. again because it's just it probably needs so to be angry. updated. Quite oh, badly. you can just just record every episode and upload it, and that's exactly the same thing. Can I tell you, I had a revelation about mansplaining last night because I had my mother over, Ooh. and um, I love my mother, but she she quite often talks to me in a way that. Um, all mothers do, I'm sure I do it to my daughter, that is kind of frustrating because she'll say, no, it isn't, actually. And then she'll Uh. tell me something that I know to be not correct or believe to be not correct. And... And inside I'm going, don't, I'm actually, I have some expertise in this field (laughs) and you're diminishing and dismissing me. Right. But it's okay because she's my mum and she's, that's her job. She taught me counting and colours, right? So Mm. she's got a right to want to correct my understanding of history or mm-hmm. facts or whatever it is. But it's really similar to mansplaining. And it made me feel the same way. And it's part of, I think, my my um, irritation and anger with mansplaining is that he's actually being like a mum, but um, – <laughs> But a mum that the qualifications. yeah, without he didn't teach me counting and colours. So yeah. fuck you. Yeah, you didn't earn your splain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. An mums, unearned splain. Yeah, mum splaining, all good. Man splaining, <laughs> fuck you. 
It's a great revelation. Yeah, Should we is. talk about some other stuff that's happening on the internet? The Jacinda stuff's died down for yeah. now. Um, I could, well, as a kind of a segue, uh, yeah. there's a really interesting piece on spin-off today um, <clears throat> by Miriam Aoki um, about uh, the Helen years yeah. of labour um, and how they were potentially not so great for Māori. And so it sort of talks about the ways in which Jacinda's labour will have to be quite different to Helen's labour as far as uh, those relationships go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, much as we all uh, love Auntie Helen, I personally don't buy into the Auntie Helen myth because the foreshore and seabed thing um, was awful and uh, she stands by all of her, the decisions that she made at that time, which were basically a crown land grab without her really taking the time to understand what was at stake for Māori during that time. Um, and so the space, yeah, talks about that and then talks about the ways in which um, Jacinda will need to, I guess, change up that relationship that um, that Labour has mm. had with their Māori constituents, especially now that the deputy leader, Calvin Davis, is a Māori man, and they potentially stand to take all of the Māori seats in this election. Mm. So mm. I thought that was really interesting. It was just a, a different narrative yeah. um, that we're hearing around Jacinta um, and also sort of ties in with what Matiria, um has been doing in terms of being like an incredible leader for Māori, especially Māori women with the I Am um, Materia stuff. And I'm just so gutted that she will be denied a cabinet position. Yeah. Like, Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we can talk about that and when you compare it to the, what is it, is it misgivings, the wrong, wrong turns of other white men. Oh, God. I mean, it's such a long ponytails list. and done dirty deeds. That's right. Like, hiding funds and trusts. Exactly, and exactly. Accommodation, accommodation grants. transport and uh, travel. Uh, like, the, the amount of money that we're actually talking about with Matiri here is just tiny compared to that sort of stuff. Mm. Mm. It's, yeah, I don't know. And I, it was also... It's, to me, that's Jacinda's, Jacinda's um, biggest misstep so far. I feel like for someone who is... Coming straight out the gates as someone who's incredibly like staunch and like this is my labour, this is how we'll do it. I feel like she could have made a stand on that, and I don't think they stood to lose too much. Um, but yeah, I'd like to. I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to see. I don't know that I could see any other resolution by Friday, mm, as true. heartbreaking as it is. Mm. But I would be really interested to see are coming together in the next weeks leading up to the election and certainly after the election. I mean, one of the things that blows my mind is that the two things that Materia has admitted to, one was feeding her child mm-hmm. and the other was, not. it's not even electoral fraud, is it? It's, um, uh, it's really... Um, there's a proper term for it, which I wrote down. Let me find it. Where is it? <laughs> Facts. Uh, a false declaration, which right. has a statute of 10 years, which is right. 23 years ago. And and this is talking about the voting the, and the she, Yeah, she enrolled electorate. an electorate yeah. that she wasn't actually living in so that she could vote for her friend mm. who was standing for McGillicuddy's serious party, which she was also standing for. So she enrolled in oi, oi. her friend's electorate so that she could give her vote to her friend, friend. rather than enrolling in her own electorate and vote for herself. And I thought every politician did that. Didn't John, like, didn't something come out that a lot of different politicians had Well, they've got more than one house, so they can kind of choose which electorate. Oh, what a luxury, eh? To 
so I mean, at its at its sharpest end, that's gerrymandering. You can you can have an influence on the outcome of the vote in an electorate by choosing to enrol in an electorate that is light on your kind of votes, right? So, yeah. you, I mean, it's, there's some bad stuff that can happen at the sharp end of that. But this wasn't the sharp end. But more importantly to me, this is when she was 23 and long before her political career. And yet we constantly see politicians in the middle of their political career where they're supposed to be living a life shinier than the rest of us, doing appalling things. I don't know what the hell's going on with... Todd Barclay and late night texts from the Prime Minister. I don't, mm. but nobody seems to care no about that. Cares, they exactly. care that at the age of 23, she Different said roles. she lived somewhere else. Yeah, and everyone's like, it's not even about how much money it was, it's the principle. And I was like, well, if it's the principle, then open the books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing is about principles is there's like a spectrum, and it's like if every single person who has, you know, been this total moral absolutist has also, you know, didn't buy alcohol under the legal age and has, yeah, never, yeah. Gotten out, has never sped. Yeah. You know, they might not have got caught, but, you know, fine. Throw the first stone. But they didn't. Yeah. Not a single one of those detractors <laughs> has spent their entire lives never breaking a single rule. And they, they've never probably had to be put in the position where they had to break a rule to feed, a, feed their child. Mm. I reckon if I made a list of the 50 most stupid things I did when, in my 20s, if I had enrolled in a electorate that I didn't live in, that wouldn't make the list of top 50 stupid <laughs> things that yeah. I did. I once, I don't know if you can still be my friend <laughs> oh, no. after I tell you this, but I once ran through a field of wheat which oh, really upset no, the farmers. Michelle. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh, very oh, naughty. Uh, very that was naughty. Theresa May's big admission of like oh, the bad things right. she Yeah, I just wanted to be Theresa uh, May. And what happened to her? Yeah, see, she. Oh, <laughs> what happened to her? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry, anyway. I didn't realise that was the joke. I was like, that sounds really familiar. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That is really funny. I though, just actually. actually just totally could picture you running through a field. It's of very wheat plausible. As well. It is the kind of thing I would do. Yeah, not a joke at all. Very much a thing I'd do. Created there is like a, there is just a trail of wheat outside the podcast studio as well. It's quite <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah. So keep eyes on it. It's just again, it's that grim thing of like, here's a woman who has overcome so many different institutional barriers to get where she yeah. is, and yet there's still weighing down upon her when they're not upon yeah. many other different yeah. kinds of people. Yeah. But I really like her. Can I just say that? Yeah. She's just such a lovely human being. Yeah, I do you too. You can definitely say that. She's messaged me back once on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I've bumped into her in airports occasionally and she's, she's up for a chat and she's really lovely. It's one of the things that I did notice and that I do really like is that we're not quite so tribal with our political allegiances anymore. I'm so much more interested in issues and... Yeah, you know, like when I grew up, my parents voted for one party and despised everybody yeah, true. who belonged to the other and party. And you inherit, you inherit who you vote for as well. Yeah. It seemed to be a lot more I didn't. back in the day. But do people but talk about it? Like, can you, because I was always like, you, you can't ask anyone. We grew up, I grew Is up that in quite still a political family. So it, my, my mother baked cakes for the National Party all through my childhood. Oh. And so the local National Party candidate was, you know, round for cocktails and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Well, you see, when I would go on school trips from the Wairarapa to Wellington, my mum was working in Parliament at the time, and she would come down with giant uh, handfuls of Alliance helium balloons <laughs> to give to the children. 
And I was just like, the kitties. I want to die. When <laughs> you're like eight, that is just the most embarrassing thing that could ever happen to you. But she was very clear, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know if like other people, if you were allowed to be that open with other people. Yeah, no, and it, it seems like the internet might have changed that again. Yeah, I've now. always known which way my mum voted. Or actually my mum and my dad, because they think it's hilarious that their votes cancel each other out. Right. Uh, but they always vote. <laughs> They don't Gosh. sort of go, they go cancel each it. other out, so we're not going to vote. They no. still do it. Yeah. Good. Um, segment time. Segment time. Book club, watch club. And I'm adding a new one to the club, oh. which I haven't even told you about. Oh. Oh. Listen club. Something oh. else that people said oh. a lot was that they they suggested a whole bunch of different other podcasts they like listening to and things that we reminded them of. So I thought maybe if we have anything we're listening to, uh, we could suggest other podcasts oh for people because once you crack right. open the podcast pandora's box you just never get anything done yeah yeah people did suggest some good ones in the survey didn't they i am going to check out there there's some, some new ones. ones a new radio new zealand one called bang, bang. on that was on my that was my that was good. my one yeah I well good i listened to the first episode uh yesterday and the second episode uh, went out today and i haven't listened to it yet but i'm in it Talking about consent. I know. Yeah. We're talking about sex. Because yeah. you just can't stop me. Rude. Like Too rude, I know, Michelle. So rude. <laughs> I think I, yeah, no, yeah, no, it's, I think I talked about how middle aged people love sex. Anywho, cool. um, so that's really good. And it's lovely. It's really nicely put together. It's, it's got so many. Melody Thomas is a, on the rag listener. Shout yeah. out. Well done. Yeah, bloody good work. Uh, so that's Listen Club. <laughs> Book Club and Watch Club. Anything on your horizons? Um, I watched last weekend and I absolutely bloody loved. Um, it's out on Netflix now, The Incredible Jessica James. Um, I watched it too after and, you told me. Yeah, yeah. Written, by, written and starring Jessica um, Williams from The Daily, Daily show. show. And she left The Daily Show to like write and direct and produce and be amazing in this. And it's really amazing and she's so watchable and she's so charming. But I made a very <laughs> terrible mistake, and because it's Netflix, I thought that it was a feature-length first episode. It was a movie. It was a really yeah. good movie, but I didn't realise it was a movie, so I finished it and went, oh, I can't wait for the rest of the series. It's <laughs> crazy. felt incredibly sad when I found out. <laughs> So don't you, be fooled like I was. I thought no it, one should else was it should be a show. It should be a show. After you told me that and I watched the movie, I was like, this is no movie. <laughs> like it actually does yeah, feel it like. it feels like a TV it series. It feels different. So it just follows this woman who's living in like Bushwick, New York, which is a New, New York? Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn, She's living something? in New York in one of the, like the deeply unfashionable or the last of the deeply unfashionable yeah. suburbs um, who is like a theatre nerd. Uh but she's like really loves it and is really passionate. The thing I really liked about it is like there are lots of sort of wacky comedies about women living in New York or just young people living in New York in general. Yeah. And it really didn't overplay sort of like wacky or surrealist mm. um, situations for her to find herself in. She was into stuff that like you're a little bit like, oh, well, that's different. Like a young black woman who loves writing plays and is really into theatre and teaching children theatre. But she was so freaking relatable and funny like, yeah. she really is just sort of, like, one of those people who are just like, damn, I need to be friends with her. And the love interest, um, you know, it's a very heteronormative story, but the love interest is um, Chris O'Dowd, the tall oh, Irish... The Irish guy from... Man, who I love and who yes. I love for a very long time. Bridesmaids and lots of yeah. good... And their chemistry is also incredibly charming um, because I think he's just one of those actors who's sort of very good at, like, 
improv and chemistry. So mm-hmm. I guess they would have just got together and riffed. And the producers would have gone, he's great. Let him, let, he can be the love interest, which I'm stoked about because I love him. Um, so, yeah, that's what I watched last weekend that I, that I really loved. Nice. What about you, Michelle? Okay, so I'm going to tell you about my guilty pleasure. Ooh. Yeah. So, and you'll find this really weird, but I don't care. <laughs> um, that's what a guilty pleasure is for. So it's Midsummer Murders. And okay. I know you both look confused. Old school. I, it's really old school. And there's a there's the original version and then there's the new version. And I, put, I get all of them on my sky. And, you know, out of it'll record 12 in a day because they're on at 1 in the morning and 4.30 in the morning and whatever. And you just delete the ones you've already seen. But the deal is it's just white people killing white people. It's over money and sex. It's just adorable. They're just dreadful middle class English white people. And they just murder each other all the time and um and what i just i just adore it it it's cheers me up no place. end yeah in midsummer all right yeah but the, there's all these little villages like there's midsummer oh. worthing and there's upper worthing and there's lower midsummer and it's all just so cute and i it really oh. killed me the other day like I, i'm uh, uh, happily in a relationship person and you know life is grand and all of that stuff but um a woman had been murdered and she'd been found dead lying face down in the village pond and Barnaby the inspector Barnaby says to the local constable does she have any family and the constable says to him no sir apparently she lived alone and I thought oh fuck how awesome that would just be good. <laughs> in this gorgeous little old English village in a two-storied thatched cottage living alone <sighs> in this gorgeous, glorious place where just white people kill each other over yeah. sex and money. And, yeah, so... Oh, so Midsummer. I've learned, so I thought Midsummer, and I might be outing myself as a stupid person here, I thought that was like... It happened, you saw them once a year in the midsummer. Oh, like how they adorable. would do a special. No, because it's midsummer. It's S O M M E R. Yeah, so, so it's just all the time, it's year round. They just die. they just kill each other, they die forever. And they, yeah, it's <laughs> and they're all it's all lots of incest and it turns out that, you know, they're married but they're half brothers because the air, local aristocracy wouldn't acknowledge the bastard child and oh but, it's just they're dreadful people and I love it. Do they have much attention from like the outside, like the feds, like yeah. MI6 or whatever. No, 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 like no. There's no. this one no, no, where everyone's He deals with all of just it. Inspector Barnaby's just it, in charge. All of it. And it's like a different killer every time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a town full of Why murderers. would you move there? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And every now and then there are little in-jokes, um, particularly in the most recent incarnation of it, because it's a new Barnaby. His name is Barnaby, but and he was the cousin of the original Barnaby. I know, I know. Look, it's, it's crazy. It's like Doctor Who. Doctor Who all over yeah, again. Yeah, kind of. And they, um, and you know, there will be little in jokes about how huge the cemetery is because people <laughs> die all the time. Just little throwaways. It's adorable. I love it. Anyway, it's very soothing, calming. Yeah. It's like talking to yourself in oh, yeah. a third person. I like that. <laughs> well, I was going to say The Incredible Jessica James as well. So that's two ringing endorsements for that show. Otherwise, I'd just like to do a plug for something I've talked about in my watch club already, which is the TVNZ web series So This Happened. But they have a new season. They have four new oh, episodes cool. now. Um, and we've talked about it before. We love it. Do you, you know what this is, Michelle? No. Michelle's no. Oh, it sounds great. What? <laughs> so it's great. First of all, it's great because they're all like three minutes long or less. Um, and basically what these two women have done, so it's Lucy Z and uh, Maha who work at, who did work at TVNZ and have put these 
little stories together. So they've asked women to come and sit and tell their stories of something that has happened to them within the realms of uh, sexual harassment or there's like some racial abuse or general kind of just the icky shit that happens to women throughout their lives but don't really get talked about, you know, on a massive platform. And they sit down and tell their stories and then they give those stories to an all-woman or kind of non-binary mix of animators who animate the story and then you just get this beautiful little package of like a woman's experience yeah. and there's there's they've, they're building quite a collection now so there's a bunch of different stuff one in the new series it's incredibly powerful is i believe because just because she tweeted it so normally you just get their first name but she tweeted it out and it was amanda from the fan brigade oh yeah yeah has yeah. contributed Kennedy, a story yeah. which is basically like a compendium of all the times she has had to deal with like sexual harassment and bullshit but when you actually say it in a list so it starts with like i was 14 or something and ends with her what she's in her mid-30s early 30s now early 30s yeah, um, I think. and it's like it fills three three four minutes you know and it's yeah. really i just think there's like nothing like that as i've seen it's such anywhere. great storytelling it's such great storytelling and it's really powerful because it's the kind of thing where People don't believe these kinds of stories yeah. mm. until you start piling them up. And when you commit them to, when you give them, albeit animation, yeah. places and situations and places, they're all like very much, there's always a sky tower in the background and you're very <laughs> yeah. aware that like this happened in Auckland yeah. or, or wherever it did. And yeah, if you haven't seen them, just, it would only take you, what, 15, 20 minutes? The first oh, one from that last season just made me laugh so much about Which the woman. She's waiting for her boyfriend to pick her up and a man approaches her who's got his penis hanging outside of his trousers. Mm. And he, you know, the boyfriend shows up to pick her up and she tells her boyfriend and the friend that's in the car, oh, there was this man who started walking to... He didn't realise that his penis was out. <laughs> and then the boyfriend and the male friend in the car were like, I oh, know that was definitely on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like, it's just, it didn't occur to her yeah. that that was a thing that right. might happen until she was well out of it and had to have it explained to her by two mm. men. And how adorable that you think you might just leave your pee-pee hanging that's out. <laughs> Whoops, I, well, I, I, oh, God, I knew I forgot something. I thought I could feel a breeze down there. Yeah. And that's what's kind of interesting Ooh, my apologies. about them. As well as like once when you can talk about it or you see it on paper, you think it might be this really dark kind of intense thing. And some of it is. Mm. But it's like yeah. they've just nailed the tone where it's it's not irreverent, but it's like there's just a, a frankness to it that this yeah. stuff just happens you, to everybody. Exactly. And, you know, we talk about it in little circles, but... And you might even make jokes about, you know, how would yeah. you not realise? And that's fine because she's kind of owning that story. But then you think, who's going to watch that and realise, oh, my God, that happened to me. And exactly. I, thought his, yeah. I thought his pee-pee was hanging out, you know? like <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I'm yeah. going to watch it tonight. It's a really, really good thing. Um, what about books? What about the old reading? I'm still reading Jane Smiley's trilogy, which is really interesting. It starts, it's, it's three books, uh, and it's called The Last Hundred Years. It starts in 1920, and it finishes in 2019, and I'm up to 1988. So it's a sort of social history, um, and I've just, I've really enjoyed reading through the 1950s, 60s, 70s, the feminism. So it follows a family, mm. but... Uh, in America, um, who start out life as kind of dirt farmers in the Dust Bowl, and then as the children grow up, and anyway, just as a social piece of social history about how feminism affected people's lives in the, especially in the sixties and seventies, 
and we're not. I'm not talking about you know, none of them were um, Susan B. Anthony. It's the wrong era. Um, it's they just how it changed family relationships. Yeah, yeah. really sweet stories. Mm. Yeah. And what was that called? Um, It's Jane Smiley. The trilogy is called The Last Hundred Years and the three books are called Some Luck, Early Warning, Golden Age. She's a beautiful writer. Shout out. What about you, Leonie? You guys, I have something to tell you. Yes. Uh, I finally finished reading Fight Like a Girl by Clementine Ford. (gasps) Yeah. And can I tell you why? Uh, tell us why. Tell us why. <laughs> because I interviewed her last week. Oh! <laughs> so Clementine Ford is coming uh, to our shores, well, to Christchurch's shores, to um, to speak at the Christchurch um, Writers Festival. Christchurch Writers Festival. No, it's the Christchurch Arts Festival and the Writers. Oh. It's two separate. Word. No, Isn't she coming for word? Oh, it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> um, so on the 2nd or 3rd of September, and I believe both of her sessions have already sold out. Wow. But, um, in the, I thought this was actually quite sweet. So the uh, publisher and the festival organiser, which were pushing to get the spin-off um, an interview with her, had um, said some very nice things about um, about the spin-off in order to sort of curry favour and say, like, that even though her events are going to sell out, we still think you should do this one interview. Um, she said um, the spin-off has got, you know, like a cult following, but also um, the women that do On the Rag on the spin-off have an even bigger cult following. What? <laughs> well, okay. Yes. I don't know if you could claim we're bigger than the stack up, platform yeah. <laughs> that hosts the podcast. <laughs> but I thought that was really sweet. Um, and so we had a good chat. I was only supposed to talk to her for about 20 minutes, but we talked for about 45. Oh, my God. Um, she was in a... A bustling Melbourne cafe, and um, Aww. yeah, it was really cool. And she was really um, awesome and frank. And I like, you know, she she is a very frank person and communicator. But I just imagined her sort of sitting there in this busy cafe, just like mm. yelling out words like vulva and <laughs> vagina. Yes, and She said the c word like fourteen times. It was great. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and she was really cool, and she was um, really generous as well, like Aww. quite um, kind about at the end of it, you know. Mm. She said very nice things to me rather than Aww. the other way around, you know. Yeah, I was like, yeah. it's really nice. So she did say <gasps> that if she makes it to Auckland, she would very much like to be a guest <gasps> on our podcast. <laughs> I'm fainting. <laughs> so I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Oh, God. That Mood would be great. We're working on it. We've got a, that would be amazing. under a month of her sleeves. I think she's like landing in Auckland in order oh. to get to Christchurch. I need to read so. a thousand books. I need to know all the facts. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but she yeah. was one that came through a lot uh, in the survey. People were like, it'd be amazing if you get Clementine forward. Okay. Or Selena Gomez. So one of the two. One, one of the two. Yeah. Fine. I, mm, Fine. I've got my own preferences, but yeah. <laughs> but her, that book is fucking amazing. Yeah, it like, really I finished is. it only on the plane as well. And there were just so many. I was so annoyed because I, lo- I lost my own Kindle. So I was using my boyfriend's and I downloaded it and I bookmarked all this stuff. And I just realized he's taking everything off. But I was bookmarking the pages. Because there were just some lines that were just like the most devastating, like yeah. just soul spearing yeah. shit I've ever read. Like when she's like, I'm just trying to find a way to be a woman in the world that doesn't hurt. I was like, <gasps> fucking hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> just a whole bunch of different, like, and she 
brings together a lot of different issues and essays and thoughts. Yeah, it is a lot. Yeah. Um, it's a massive... And she's got a new book as well, right? She's working on read. a new one. Yeah. yeah. But I also didn't realise that she had only really published and sort of spoken in Australia. Mm. I, for some reason, just assumed I know. the I, entire world. Yes. Like, yeah. She was a, like a, a celebrity and a superstar everywhere else in the world. So yeah. I was like... Where's the most difficult place to speak? Like that you that you've travelled to, and she was like Perth. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I mean that's the other thing we talked about. Like actually, Australia is probably one of the most hostile environments in Mm. the entire world for women, anyway, because you know it is seemingly progressive, Mm. but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. God, that yeah, I keep thinking about that idea. That it's the that's the the veneer of of liberalism mm. that can be the mm. biggest danger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's like they moved. Did I talk about Hotel Coolgardi before? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. See, here I go, probably repeating myself again, but I'll just leave it short. If you want to see, like, the venom that is in the veins of Australian, like, men, yeah. Hotel Coolgardi, the documentary in the Outback Hotel. It's is, chilling. Yeah, it's like a, it's a horror film. <laughs> yeah. um, but highly recommended. Hmm. So that's very exciting. We've, I mean, we've all got our hopes up now. We it do. might not happen. I'm sorry, but yeah. Um, be I'll so just cool. manage those expectations. We can get Michelle. <laughs> Michelle can just do her Aussie accent and we'll just be like. Yeah, that'd be great. That's him. That's my Aussie accent. Is it just like having her here? Burn all our chances. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> not in front of her. Uh, my book club recommendation is what I teased earlier. Which is Marie Kondo, the what is it, the magical art of the magic? Oh, sorry, the life-changing magic of tidying up, the Japanese art of decluttering, and something else. So I read this on holiday because you know when you go on holiday and you're like, I'm gonna change my life, I'm gonna come back and everything's Mm. gonna be different. I'm gonna eat like I have juice all the time, like juice everything. (laughs) I haven't done that. (laughs) (laughs) I've not had a single juice yet, but I did have a big condo of my life. And I just recommend it. The you don't need to read the book. The central tenets of what Marie Kondo's, you know, her tidying ethos is very easy to find online it's just about does it spark joy do you use it um and if not just throw it out or donate it not throw it out so what i've done i'm currently sitting with about three bags of stuff to give to the aunties and different places because you know sometimes the aunties don't need everything right i've got clothing and um winter stuff especially yep perfect but i'd highly recommend if you have some stuff lying around to just do it put a day aside read the cliff notes of the book <laughs> and then just throw yourself into it and uh, give it away. Give it away. To That's somebody. great. Give it away now. Yeah. 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 Away, and it kind of, I mean, there are some bits that I didn't think were great about the book. Like she says, you should talk to all your things and thank I every, did that already anyway. Yeah, thank I all your stuff. Like when you put your shoes away, say thank you for abused walking me around. I abused the shit out of a mascara this morning. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I was effing and blinding. I thank things before I give them away. Me. That's... Thank you for your service. No, I don't actually say that. <laughs> it's not like they went to war in Iraq. <laughs> I but see I do you. kind of, there's just a little moment where, you know, a pair of shoes that have been to lots of different places in the world or whatever. You know, I just go, thank you. <laughs> and then nice. pass them on. I want yeah. to read the condo. That's condo approved. Is Michelle it? is like the living, breathing condo. <laughs> Everything you say is yeah. like lifted straight out of her book. Amazing. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's a really interesting read just in general if, if you're Will interested. Will it declutter in, my mind? If I it actually does. Like, that's a great idea. The weird psychology too. behind it. Mm. Yeah. Is there an idea in your head that does it bring you joy? Is it useful? Then chuck it out. Chuck it out. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. I'm going to condo my brain as well as my house. Condo your brain. This is excellent. Uh, before we go, there's two real big stories that happened on the internet this this week even that Ooh. brought us great amounts of joy in the yeah. office at least I think we should talk about. The first is, I love my curvy wife. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> loves his curvy wife. <laughs> The Do we wife. like the name of the man? There was so there's a gentleman that posted on Instagram photos mm. of his incredibly attractive wife, uh, all about how he loves her size and her shape. Mm-hmm. It was it was like an essay though. It, it was very long. Make no mistake, he thought about this a lot and sort of talked about you know the pressure that society puts on women when actually big women are just as sexy and beautiful. Now these are all really great things to say about your wife, mm-hmm. but the way this guy went on. Basically, read like he wanted a medal for being in love with a chubby woman. Right. Now, this woman is super attractive. There is nothing hard at all about being attracted to this woman. She's incredibly beautiful, <laughs> like beautiful, big boobs and butt. Like, and there's photos of him grabbing her butt while she's wearing togs. And it's like, I don't find any of this hard to understand why mm. you find her attractive. So you didn't need to write us an essay about how amazing you are, what a hero you are for finding your hot wife hot um but the internet went all in on the poor guy and i say the poor guy just because whilst i think he was a bit of a diddle for writing what he wrote his intentions were still to honor and love his wife sure but like he will at this point at time of speaking probably (laughs) had about a million people tell him he's a douchebag which feels like not an equal weight yeah. punishment. <laughs> except, no, except, but he did do it for attention, so he got some. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, he said, like, you know, my friends used to make fun of me because I was attracted to the shorter, chubbier women. It's like, I was like, yeah. bro. Yeah. Um, I have a Here's l- your freaking purple heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is really. He's, he's, he's also done a TEDx talk. I don't know if it's about the same what? thing. <laughs> I'm just since, researching. Since his recent. I don't know. Oh my god! Imagine if he had it just reads like someone who's on. definitely um, but yes, it, loving the chill. It has, yeah. it has led to um, some of the funniest tweets I think I've ever seen. Oh, that I love my curvy wife meme. My favorite is so more, much more than a tweet. It's Megan Amram, who's a hilarious um, comedian on Twitter, and she wrote a Tumblr post which is called "I love my fat, disgusting pig wife." <laughs> <laughs> And it's the funniest thing. I, I literally haven't even finished it because it just makes me laugh so much. Has anyone written, I love my husband, even though he's a thicko <laughs> and tone deaf on the social media? I'll write that one. We should probably do yeah, it. Yeah, you can write that one. It's, uh, for example, my wife is a fat ass in a tub of lard. I met my wife, Charlotte, at the country fair when I mistook her for one of the prize hogs. <laughs> And it goes on and on and on, about and then all about corn. society. And how Guys, corn rethink, in his pocket to keep her excited. Society had told you it's just. <laughs> so what I love about like whenever there's like bullshit like that, it's just the internet is just like so fast. I know, I know. It's, it's <laughs> nothing so left joyful. behind. And the other thing, the other kind of memeish thing that happened was the large. Adult sons, of which the only you are completely across and posted on uh, our Facebook page. So, I mean, I'll just get Yas Queen, like, kicking off early, yeah, yeah. I think, because, um, so Gia Tolentino, who writes for The New Yorker, wrote this piece this week for The New Yorker um, called The Land of the Large Adult Son. 
and I've posted this on, <laughs> on the On The Rag Facebook page. And basically it looks at the large adult son meme, which um, started after like a photo of um, Mike Huckabee and his, his comically large adult sons <laughs> wearing matching stripy blue shirts. They look like sort of depressed era Brian Wilson. Like It's like a picture of the Beach Boys, but they're all fat <laughs> Brian Wilson. <laughs> And so the story just sort of like looks at the meme and uh, talks about some of the highlights. It just phrases like big beefy boy, <laughs> like large rambunctious suds. It's this meme about like grown men acting like unruly children mm. and like they can't do anything right, but they can't do anything wrong is yeah. one of the lines. Um, it just had me crying with laughter. And of course, draws parallels with uh, the Trump administration's yeah. large adult sons. Mm. If only she had met Max Key. If only she had met. <laughs> yes. I don't know if he's large enough. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, so uh, G. Tolentino, she's, um, she also writes really well about music, which I find fewer and fewer people do. Mm. So she's um, she's a really great writer. She's my Yas Queen. Yas Queen. My Yas mm. Queen is, oh, God, this is going to be really bad. But while we were away or somehow we missed it, the new Doctor Who was announced. Right? Yeah. yeah. Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker. That's right. That's the one. And kind of upset a bunch of people, which is always cool Good. and always deserving Boy, of a yes yeah. queen. That's well, you surprising. know, nerds. I thought ladies were you know welcome anywhere. Are Aren't you allowed to be a lady? So we can just wrap up this pod. My then, only like... disappointment was that I had come to believe that it was actually going to be Phoebe Waller-Bridges. Right. Who uh, I just, I, ha- I had cemented her in my mind that that was okay. the new Doctor Who. And so... I was glad you were disappointed, but, <laughs> <laughs> but for different reasons than the nerd boys. Yeah, yeah. I want I want her sidekick to be Olivia Coleman from Broadchurch. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. See, those she was maybe tabled as being Doctor Who. As yeah, well. I can see her as a. Doctor she would have been Who. fabulous. Doctor Hugh. What am I? Doctor Hugh. Sure. Yeah. So that she's was, a yes um, queen for sure. Yeah, yes queen. Oh, I'm doing twin yes queens because cool. I think it might was it be portentous. Twins? Yeah, <laughs> fuck you knew. Um, no, I want to do. I want to give it to Materia and Jacinda. Oh yeah, for two stroppy women um, mm-hmm. leading a political parties, and uh, I'm, I want them to share it in the way that I would like them to share some more things moving forward. Yeah. Ooh. Great. Yes, Queens. And that's done. Yes, Queens. Small clap. Well done. Golf clap. Golf clap. Lydia Co. There you go. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. We've done it. Come jump on our Facebook page. Please fill out the survey. Please don't talk about facts, though. Because <laughs> we get stressed out. <laughs> we get really stressed out by research. And... Uh, <laughs> Thanks again to 27 Names. I've just realized there was something else I had to read out. 27 Names, the new Spring Collection Legacy has just dropped, if I haven't said that already. You did at the beginning, I, I think, that? but I, it doesn't hurt to say it again. It's crucial. Is it called Legacy? And it's is called it, Legacy. Is it this spring edition? And it's the spring Has one? it just dropped? And it's online and it's also in store, New Market Ponsonby. So. I love it. I'm going there. They have really Get great there. culottes. I love they have such a wide culottes. leg pant and they have beautiful, like, uh, like a these A frame tops, which are quite good for me. I like. I, want to I am clothes. so glad that the wide leg pant has come back. Me too. I've been waiting since Flair's left. Do you know what? I, I look like, like a, I look like a ship in full sail. But <laughs> you ladies, pull it off. You can do it. Well, you'll see us ships next month. Oh no, you will see us next week if you're in Hamilton. Woo! We'll be sailing on in. Come to Hamilton. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 bye.
Kia ora e te iwi, te ai he butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.